Welcome to the Every Nation Taipei Podcast. We're here to help you know God, discover your purpose, grow in your relationships, and make a difference in Taipei, Taiwan, and beyond. We hope this message encourages you today. Uh, we've been talking about wine, new wine, and new wineskins. That's our theme for this year. New wine and new wineskins. And I love that theme because um, wine is for celebration. I, I myself am not a, um, a, a big wine drinker. I actually don't like the taste of alcohol. So I've uh, never had, had uh, much of a desire for it. But anytime you watch like a sports event and a team wins a championship, you know, they, they, what they do is they bust out wine right they don't bust out orange juice they don't they don't give each other this gift they, they bust out the wine and they celebrate when people get married they bust out the wine and they they toast uh, and and that's what wine represents it represents celebration it represents blessing and so we've been looking at what does the bible say about new wine What's, what does the scripture say and how does that apply to our lives today? Does that mean that every church service we're going to have wine and celebrate? Uh, we'll do it without the wine, but we'll always celebrate. Because, you know, church should be the most celebratory place uh, in the city. Because we've got God here on our side. The God of the universe shows up with us every Sunday, does miracles, works in our hearts, speaks to us, renews us, and promises to, to walk with us. That should be worth celebrating. Yes? Amen. Let's, give, let's give that a hand. Let's say, yeah. Let's act like, we'll act like we believe it. Even if we're just getting there, you know, we're, we're getting there. Um, and so part of why we have church like this and, and we teach and, and we have our small groups is we want to help you to experience in, in, the, in, in the natural what is already the truth and a reality in the spiritual. So there's an intention that God has that he created us for. And that he is moving us toward. And it is to share life together with him. To have him in our lives. To the blessings that he intended in our lives. To see them experienced and realized in our everyday lives. That we would become the people that God created us to be. That, that his nature of love, his nature of goodness would be what we experience in our lives. And then people who know us experience through our lives. And that's the Christian life. That's what it's meant to be, is that we have this relationship with God that impacts every area of our lives. And so as we talk about new wine and new wineskins, really that's what it comes down to. That experience of God, that celebration together. And so we're winding up the series. So we'll do a little bit of a, of a review. The last two Sundays we covered new wine, we, the definition of new wine, which according to scripture, uh, is the uh, blessings of God. New wine is the new covenant that God has made with us, His promise towards us. And it's the Holy Spirit. These are the different ways that the Bible, that Scripture, defines new wine. The source of new wine, where it comes from, is number one, it comes from obviously, like in the natural, it comes from grapes. And the Bible says that we're to be fruitful. And we become fruitful in our lives by staying rooted in Jesus. And what does it mean to be rooted in Jesus? It means that we have a relationship with Him, that we communicate with Him, that we, we enjoy His prayer, that we read His Word, and He speaks to us through His Word. He speaks to us through prayer, that we feel this connection with God. Because, you know, we're created for relationship. 
That's why Jesus said the number one thing, the, the, the great commandment that trumps all other commandments, is, in fact, all, every other commandment rests or hangs off of the, this commandment, to love God or have a relationship with God, pursue Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then to love others in the same way. And that's why as a church we celebrate relationships. And we want to help you nurture a relationship with God. And, and as a, an expat church, we, you know, we, sometimes our crossings are just brief. And, and so as a church, we, we want to become a, a, develop a culture where we just love people quickly and deeply. And then we celebrate them as they leave. We say, you're not leaving, you're launching. You know, and, and we're waiting for when we see you again. And, and so we always then, we, we have this ongoing connection with people. Um, and so we celebrate them. I love seeing Lita in, in the congregation today. Lita was our worship leader. How long ago was that? Three years ago. Three years ago, she was our, our worship leader and uh, headed back to South Africa, and she's visiting with us today. That's awesome. Welcome back. And that's the thing, you know, when you, you can't stay away from Taiwan. You've got to keep cycling back through. Uh, everybody loves Taiwan when they, they come and visit. So the source, but the source of fruit in our lives is our relationships with God and with people. And so that's what we emphasize. Uh, and then the process. We talked about that last week, this process of making new wine. And that sometimes it's not all that fun. It starts off great. You know, we're growing as, a, as a, a, a little grape on the vine there. We got the sunshine and the water and the farmer, you know, is taking care of us. Uh, and, and so we, we love that part of it. As Christians, sometimes that, that's new, new life in Christ. And we just are experiencing what it means like for the first time to walk with Jesus. And then, then he comes and he picks us. And we're like, uh, that has a good side to it. Like, oh, I'm really special. God picked me. Uh, and and then, it's, then we realize, oh, that has, uh, that has consequences. When God picks us, it's always with an intention. And, and that intention is really never about ourselves. When God picks us, it's for how we're to be used by Him in the world we live in, the community that He's placed us in. God chose us, and the scripture says not that He chose us, that we would go and bear fruit. And fruit is never for the plant itself or the tree to consume. Fruit is for the blessing of others. And so we start this process. We get picked, and then like grapes, we get crushed. I love that song and the crushing and the pressing and the getting stomped on in Jesus' day. There was a lot of stomping going on uh, of, of the grapes to crush it. But without the crushing, there's no release of the sweet juice that's inside. And without the release of the juice, there's no creating of wine. And so there's a crushing and a pressing that we all go through. We go through this process. And that's part of why we have a, a congregation as well and when we do our, our connect groups so that we can support one another when we're going through that season of crushing and pressing in our lives. Because we all go through those times. It's just a part of the process. But we love the end result. Because after we are crushed and pressed, and uh, I, I love um, what um, uh, Bertina shared. I think it was at, our, was it at the prayer night about the crushing and, and when they, they crush the grapes, there's a yeast that's resident on the, the skin of the grapes and that yeast mixing with the grape juice is what causes the fermentation. But if you don't crush the grape, then the yeast and the juice never mix together. And then the wine, the, the, the juice, just the grape just sours and dies, becomes a, a, a raisin. And some of us like raisins, but you know. <laughs> but our intention is not to be raisins. Our intention is to be wine. And so there's that crushing so we can then 
had that process. And then the fermentation, that's what God does in our lives. He totally transforms us. We become new in Christ. New creations, the Bible says. And this is the work of God's Spirit in our lives, making us new. And that's like, like grape juice to wine. A total transformation. Once it's transformed, there's no going back. And then, and then, we're, and then it takes time just to age that wine and purify it. And, and then the purpose of that wine is to be shared, poured out. That's the purpose of our lives. Wine in the bottle, it's, you know, it's, it's bragging rights, but really it's what, what really is enjoyed about the wine is when it's poured out and consumed. And that's what our lives are for, to be poured out so that others can taste the sweetness of God and the refreshing that comes. And so that's the new wine. That's what we covered the last two weeks. Um, and uh, in the end, the, this new wine, as we talked about what the new wine is, uh, we have those three definitions. When new wine is in the Bible, it talks about it being um, the new covenant. It talks about it being blessing of God. And it talks about being the Holy Spirit. All those are all actually summed up in the new covenant. And so Ezekiel Chapter 36 tells us about this new covenant that God has made with us. And he says, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. So part of God's promise to us is that He'll cleanse us. He'll wash us. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. And idols are anything that takes the place of God in our lives. The things that God wants to do. We love to substitute. God, God wants to be uh, the one who provides for us. God wants to be our Father. God wants to be the one who, who ministers acceptance to us, who ministers love into our lives. And when we try to substitute other things into God's place in our lives, that's an idol. And, and there's a lot of things that we can substitute as idols. We, we put ourselves in that place. We put philosophies in that place. We put what we watch on uh, the ads we watch on TV or um, on our, our phones. We substitute those voices for God's voice and those desires for God's desires. And so what God says is that in this new covenant, God will begin to change us so that we no longer pursue these, these idols. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. So what happens is when we sin or are sinned against, our hearts get hardened and they become insensitive to God and insensitive to others. And what God wants to do is to transform us, ch changing our hearts, changing us from the inside out. You see, that's Christianity. Christianity is we welcome God into our lives so that we are then changed from the inside out as opposed to um, just the practice of religion which is trying to change ourselves from the outside in. And it's trying in our own strength to live a life that we think will be pleasing to God and invite His love for us. The truth is, Christianity is an understanding that God loves us already. That He's done everything that we need to have Him come. He wants to come into our lives even just the way that we are. God wants to come in and help us change. And He wants to be involved in the transformation. In fact, He recognizes that really without His involvement, we can't be changed and transformed. That His presence in our lives is essential to that. And God says, this is my promise. That's what I'm going to do in your lives. And then He says, I'll put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. And so what in this new covenant is a promise that we'll have the spirit of God in us, that we'll have the blessings of God, that new heart, a new life in us. 
And so new wine is, is best described as, as this, this is God himself really coming into our lives because that's his promise. That's his covenant. It's not just the contract that's written, but it's the execution of it that is powerful. So when I buy a house, I don't just get the mortgage papers and say, wow, cool, I have a house now. And then I stay in my apartment. I got a house, you know, I got this house. No, what's, what's the, the, the whole point of it is to move into that new house and to enjoy what the, what the contract promises. And sometimes we get so caught up in the covenant, in the words of the covenant, that we miss the actual promise, living in the promise of what God promised. And, and it's kind of like we, we come to church and we talk about the promise, the covenants and the things God has said. We, we sing songs about the promises. Um, we're, we get so excited. We memorize them. We put them on the t-shirts, you know, and, and, then, but, and we forget to actually live in the promise and actually experience the promise and actually walk it out. It's kind of like if, if your, your boss said, okay, here's, you know, I'm going, going away. Here's, here's your assignment for the next month. These are the three things you need to accomplish. You know, you need to build these widgets or, you know, build these, these, uh, you know, cell phones or whatever it is, the thing, you know, you need to sell 10 of them, you know, and so, and we go, okay, great, you know, God gave, you know, the, the boss gave us this, this assignment and, and here we go. And so, you know, the boss comes back after a month and says, did you sell those 10 computers or whatever it is? And, and we're like, well, boss, you, you got to see this. We, we wrote a song about selling the 10 computers. And then we, we made like a t-shirt. It's really cool. Like a t cool t-shirt. We even put like posters on the wall about it. And every, every day we've come together and talked about how awesome selling 10 computers would be. So did you sell any? No, but man, you should hear the song. You know? It's like, and, and but a lot of times our Christianity is kind of like that. We sing the songs, you know, we, we, we talk about the promises, but we don't actually walk within them. We don't actually, like, like I have a marriage certificate. But me and my wife, we signed a, a license, you know, get married. But that's not the joy of my marriage, having that license. The joy of the marriage is I get to live with my wife. And the joy of, of, of Jesus, the joy of Christianity is living with Jesus. It's not just memorizing all the promises. It's not just singing about them. It's not just knowing them. It's experiencing them. And that's why we're, we're called to experience this new wine, to have this, the Spirit of God inside of us. So that's what the new wine is. And, and, and today we're going to be talking about new wineskins. But let's never forget that it's really not about the wineskins. It's about the wine. It's about having the Holy Spirit in us. But new wine is, is how we contain that. And it's how we share that. And so new wine is important because if you don't have a bottle, where are you going to put the wine? And so let's go ahead and, and get into it. New wineskins today, point number three. All right, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for your promise of new wine in our lives your Holy Spirit to come and dwell within us. And, and right now today, Lord, we just take a moment and we just invite your Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts. To speak in such a way that our hearts would come alive. Speak to us in such a way that if there's areas of sin or brokenness in our lives, we would be convicted of those. We would see the changes that we need to make. That you would speak in a way that heals the brokenness of our hearts. Speak in a way that brings fresh faith, fresh love, fresh joy, fresh hope into our lives. That you would be honored 
and that we would live uh, out lives, uh, our, our lives in the way that you intended. That as we leave this place today, we would be a little closer to you and have a little more of you in us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, new wineskins. Well, there's an old wineskin. There's three old wineskins. They would take a goat and skin it and, and then out of the empty carcass, uh, they would tie off all the, the openings and then fill it up with whatever, wine, water. Uh, and so in this case, they put the wine in, new wine would go into these goat skins, animal skins. And so that's what it looks like. Now here is a new one. That's what a new wine skin looks like. I don't know if it looks much better. <laughs> uh, but, but what happens is with a, a new wine skin, that new wine skin still has some uh, flexibility, pliability in it. And, and when they put wine in, in, in those days, when they put wine in, it wasn't fully fermented. And so the fermentation process would continue in the wine skin. And so what the wine skin would be able to do is to stretch as that wine was fermented. But if you put new wine into an old wine skin, if, if you put it into one of these, then they would just bust because they're old, they're brittle, they're, they're, they've been stretched to the limit already, and they're dry, dried out. And so they'd have no ability to contain new wine or to flex with it as it would continue this fermentation process. And, and how many of you know that even after we become Christians, we're still fermenting, right? Still fermenting, you know? Uh, and sometimes that's good, sometimes it's just painful. Um, but it's healthy, right? There's a big thing now, right? You eat fermented foods, kimchi and probiotics and all these things, right? So um, wine, it's, it's just... You know, it has that alcohol that cleanses us. All right, anyway. Um, here's a little better. Uh, you know, here's some new wines, uh, some wineskins that are a, a little more engineered. And so the one, the light colored one is a new wineskin. The, the dark one is an old wineskin. And that's probably more like when, when, after they had done the bulk of the processing or carried the big one, then they pour into a small one to take with them. I don't think they carried the big wineskin around. Um, but you know, that's, that's a, and this is the one, I, I don't know if they gave away wine. You know, nowadays, um, people, I know we just had a small group uh, this week. The connect group came over to my apartment. And so the guy was, uh, came for the first time and he, he brought me a bottle of wine. Was, uh, you know, a nice gesture. Um, and they, that's just, this, well, he brought that to be a blessing, right? To say, as a way of saying thank you. And that's what wine does. It's, it's like a thank you and it's a blessing. And so um, we want to understand as a church, we're going through this series because we want to be blessings. We want to carry this new wine with us. And so let's go back again to the, the, the context that Jesus shared this story in about new wineskins. So once when John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some, some people came to Jesus and asked, why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. They can't fast while the groom is with them. But someday the groom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast. And so this fasting has to do with missing the groom and wanting to bring the groom back. That what Jesus is saying here is the point of fasting is it's something that we do while when there's separation from the groom in preparation for the groom's return, the bridegroom to come back. Okay, and so that's what fasting is. And he just, now he relates that to wineskins. He says, besides, who would patch old clothing with new new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and strip and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the new wine 
the wine would burst the wine skins and the wine and the skins would be lost. New wine calls for new wine skins. And so here's the picture that, that Jesus is painting to kind of summarize all of that. We have a relationship with God and it's great. Okay, that's what we were created for. Adam and Eve in the garden, God came down every day and walked with them. And that's the life God intended for us. That every day we would walk with God, converse with Him. It was never meant to be Ten Commandments that we try to follow. It was always meant to be daily walks with the Father. That's the Christian life, daily walks with the Father. Okay? And so what happens is, then there's a separation okay, that happens. The new wine is gone. And what he's saying is, is it's like when Jesus it was away and we, we want newness of life with Him to be restored. Then we go through this process, fasting. And what that does is it changes us, changes our wineskin so that we are ready for new wine. In other words, it changes us so that when we're restored to full relationship with God, we're ready for that. And for us, that, that restoration to what was intended in the Garden of Eden is an ongoing process in our lives. We are gradually getting to know Jesus better. We're gradually creating space in our lives for more of Him. Because sin has separated us from God. That's when Adam first went away from God. And so humanity, we are far from God. I don't know if, you ever, if you've noticed that or not, but humanity is far from God. But God is restoring us to that. And that's the process that we are in, in this life. This life is all about renewing us as wineskins so that we can get more and more new wine. And that's an, being changed into a new wineskin is actually an ongoing process in our lives. It's a daily process, becoming new in Christ. That's why the Bible talks about how every, every morning, God's promises are, and His mercies are new to us. His work in our lives can, is a daily thing that God wants to do new things in our lives. So Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. This is Jesus' summary. Becoming new wine is what we call discipleship. Becoming new wineskins is what we call the process of discipleship. And it's what we as a church are ultimately all about. Discipleship is how we are changed into new wineskins. As a church, our main goal isn't to have big Sunday services and get a crowd on a Sunday. Our goal isn't to have amazing sermons every Sunday, although, you know, <laughs> that is not our goal. Our goal is not to have great music every Sunday. Our goal is not to just create a, a great community where we all really like each other. In the end, what we want to do is be transformed to having more of Jesus, more and more of Jesus in us. When God created Adam and Eve, He said, let's make man in our image. And now that we've lost the image of God because of sin, we're in the process of becoming more and more, being restored to more and more be like, like Christ. And that's the process of discipleship. And Jesus said, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. This is the process of discipleship and this is what we do as a church. And so today, as, as we, we go through today's message, it's really gonna be um, very practical from this point on. It's gonna be a lot about what are we as a church, how do we change our wineskins, what's our plan? There's a famous Christian who said, well, if discipleship is the main thing that a church is about, then two questions every church needs to answer are, number one, do you have a plan for 
making disciples? And number two, is your plan working? And so, again, wineskins, the purpose of changing our wineskins is so that we have a place to receive new wine. And in the end, it's all about the new wine. It's all about your relationship with God. But what we want to do is help you to be, be the kind of person and live the kind of life that invites more of God into your life and allows you to share more of God with others. And so Jesus said it that way, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. This is how God transforms our lives. This is in essence, discipleship, following Jesus and bringing others along to follow Jesus. Follow me, I'll help you fish for people. Pursue Jesus, share Jesus. That's discipleship. And that's what we want to do as a church. When we sing songs, it's not just because we like the sound of songs, but songs express our hearts towards Jesus. And there's something about singing that connects with our emotions more than a lecture. And so the Bible calls us to worship God and says, actually, as you worship God, as we sing songs to God, God's promise is that more of His Spirit will come inside of us. This is what Ephesians says, the book of Ephesians. That's one of God's promises. And so we, we sing songs for the purpose of drawing our hearts, turning our hearts towards God and opening up our hearts to have more of Him. And then the goal is, as we get more of Jesus, is to share Jesus with others. And so here's what Christianity looks like. There's, in math, there's two different ways of defining groups of people or groups of any items. There's bounded sets and there's centered sets. Bounded sets is there's, you divide the, whatever the items are in two ways, those inside the circle and those outside. Centered set means everything is defined by is it headed toward the center or headed away from the center. Christianity, oftentimes we view it as a bounded set, those on the inside and those on the outside. But the way that Jesus views it is more as a centered set. Are you following him? He didn't say, come join my club, come join my church. He said, follow me. And it doesn't matter how far you are from God or if you've lived in the, in, as a Christian all your life. In the end, what's, what matters is, are you turned towards Jesus? And wherever you're headed, are you turning more towards Jesus? And no matter how far someone is from Jesus, the Bible says all we need to do is begin to turn them towards Jesus. That's what Christianity is all about. And so as, as Christians, it's follow Jesus. How do we help people follow Jesus? That's our goal, pursue Jesus. And so we do it through this thing we call the, the four E's. I don't know if you can read those up there. It's just a simple thing. You won't find this. You won't find these four words in the Bible. Well, you might find them all in the Bible, but, but not in this way. There's just for us a way of helping us define discipleship so that we can practice it and become new wineskins. This is our becoming new wineskins. And four steps. One, in getting enga engaging with Jesus, getting established in Jesus, getting equipped then to share Jesus with others, and then getting empowered to do that. So this is... Pursue Jesus, share Jesus in four simple E's. The first one, engage. Okay, so what do we do for this engage? How do, engaging is engaging with the community and, and, and the culture around us for the purpose of introducing them to Jesus. Wherever they are, wherever they're, they're, whatever direction their life is headed in, we want to engage with them in order to find ways to help bring them to Jesus. And so here's one of the things that we do. It's called the, the BLESS model. And it's very simple. Uh, the, the B stands for begin in prayer. So begin every day. Begin every interaction with people. 
we, we, we cover everything in prayer. And, and, and what prayer does is it, it brings Jesus into every situation. It's just simply saying, okay, God, I'm going to go meet with this person. And I, please help me. Please be there. Bless that conversation. Okay, God, I'm going to start work now. You know, please come with me and, and, and bless my time at work. At the beginning of the day, we wake up and say, okay, God, here's my calendar for the day. And please be in these, all these different things that I've got going and all the different uh, uh, things I'm trying to accomplish. We begin with prayer. We listen with care. So when we engage with people, we listen. We hear their hearts. And then we eat together. And our encouragement is everybody, at least once a week, find someone who's not, not, not a Christian, who doesn't know Christ, and have a meal with them to build a relationship with them. Because how will they get to know Jesus if we don't build a relationship with them and they don't get to know us? See, we, we are the ones who, who know Christ and we're the ones who need to introduce people to Jesus. It starts by just being friendly. So find someone, we always say, look for someone who doesn't know Christ, who's not in the church, and have a meal with them. And then, eat, eat with, and then eat with someone in the church. So two meals a week, try to intentional meals. Eat with someone in the church just to build relationship, friendship. Eat with someone outside the church to build friendship and relationship. Serve them. Once a week, look for some way to serve somebody. Okay? Serve someone in the church, serve some people outside the church. And then share your story. The things that God has done in your life, you share with them. Okay? When, as opportunities arise. That's what we call, this is how to be a blessing. This is how to share New wine. This is how to build your life, become a wineskin through which God can share new wine. So this is just simple, this simple steps to be the kind of wineskin that God can use to pour new wine through. Okay, and then we have what's called the salt method. Um, the salt method is not go help salt, uh, although we like helping salt. Salt is that. Uh, that's a bunch of folks here. Who, who serves the salt? All the salter, the, the salt guys. Salt is just a, a, it's an organization that we partner with to help serve the community. Because as a church, we want to serve the community that we live in. And as expats, a lot of times we don't know what's going on in the community. We don't know where the, know where the needs are or how to commit, connect, connect with them. So we partner with salt to do that. But this, the salt method here that I'm talking about is how you have a conversation with someone how you start to build, initiate a relationship, start a conversation. I was sharing with our, our, our Chinese congregation leaders yesterday, they said, uh, that's not a Thai, Taiwanese thing to do. You just be quiet, you know, you know don't say, well, you know, this is, a, but in the kingdom of God, this is how we function. So whatever culture you're from, if you're not used to it, either your personal culture, your family culture, your, your, your ethnic culture, um, you gotta break out of that and just learn to start having conversations. I had a friend who used to just always take his watch off and walk around and say, hey, do you know what time it is? And that's how we start conversations. Do you know what time it is? You know, now there's a look on your, your phone, buddy. You know? um, but you know, just find ways to start a conversation. And then as in the conversation, ask questions. Simple questions. How's he, you know, how's, what's your journey of faith been like? Or how did you grow up? Tell me a little bit about yourself. So we want to get people to open up about themselves because as they open up their hearts, then we can put a little bit of Jesus in there, a little bit of blessing in there. We can find the ways to really bless them when we listen to them. And so we listen, we ask questions, listen, and then tell the story. It's always the last thing is you, sh you share your story with them. You start by listening to their story so that as you tell your story, you can really connect it to their story. Here's some things we do. We have what we call our, our little um, 
the black business card. I think you have samples of those. This is um, what we call our invite card. And it's especially made for us as an expat congregation. Um, some of us speak and read Chinese. Others of us, like me, don't. So I'm always wondering, how do we invite people to church? I don't even know how to explain it. So they made this for me so that when I'm talking to a cab driver or something, I can, we can, hey, here, here's where the church is, you know, and they can come. Um, and then we have what we call First Steps. It's a little book that's written for people who have no Christian background. Um, and it just talks about who is God and, and then who is Jesus. And then it talks about um, why do we believe the Bible and what makes Christianity different from other religions. So that's called First Steps. And then we have what we call Alpha Course, um, which helps people explore. Once they, they start to get interested in Christianity, then join the Alpha Group. Then we have Establish. It's where we help people get established, rooted in Christ so that they can grow. So new Christians can grow. We, help, we have what we call our Connections Course. It's a little booklet here that we use just to help people grow. Um, and so we encourage everybody in the church, go through Connections Course. Just lays a solid foundation so that you stay rooted in Christ. Uh, and then we have one-to-one, -one, which is a, an app that we use uh, that also just lays out the basics of Christianity and how to walk as a Christian. Um, and then we have what we call the equip step. And, and in equip, that's equipping you now to be a disciple and to make disciples. And so we have what we call the Making Disciples course. And again, it's just a small book like this, but it teaches you, here's how we make disciples. Here's how you use your connect groups, your Bible reading, different ways to, to make disciples. Um, and so because our goal, we, we believe that Christianity is not meant for the guy on stage to do everything. It's not meant for the staff guys. They, they do all the Christian work and everybody else just comes and receives. We're all called to walk with Jesus and to share Jesus. Now, did, Jesus didn't say, okay, all you staff guys, you go and make disciples. He said, everybody, y'all go make disciples. This is the Christian life. Pursuing Jesus and sharing Jesus. Follow me, become a fisher people. That's the Christian life. And that's meant for all of us. We all get to play. So making disciples. And we're, we're, we're going to take it up a notch here in terms of how we help you make disciples. Following Easter, after Easter Sunday, we're going to do what we call the Red Letter Challenge. And that actually kind of brings all these steps together. So everybody in church will get one of these. At least that's our hope. Um, we hope we have enough books. So, and, and this is a 40 days worth of di just daily little studies that will help you to pursue Jesus and to help others follow Jesus. Because red letter challenge, what the red letters refer to is that some versions of the Bible, everything Jesus said is in red. And so it helps, this is written, uh, this 40 day thing is to understand what did Jesus say? What is, what is he asking us to do? How do we follow him? And then how do we share him? So we have this red letter challenge uh, that we're going to be doing for 40 days after Easter. And, and what we do is we, we connect our sermons. We'll all be lining up six weeks on the red letter challenge. Your daily readings will be aligned. And then our small groups, all of our small groups, our connect groups will do discussions based off of this. And so in three ways, we're just going to like raise the level and say, let's all, let's, let's all get better at making this happen. So we, we as a church, we want to become a new wineskin as a church, as well as help you become a new wineskin, better able to pursue Jesus and help others follow Jesus. And so we're, we're pulling out all the stops. We're going to align your personal daily reading, uh, your, our, your, your connect groups, and the Sunday services all working together to help us make time. So if you're not in a connect group, 
Now's the time. You got a month to get in one. And we'll do, we'll make some announcements. I think they said next Sunday we have, next Sunday right after service. If you want to help us, we're going to need more groups to help us take everybody through the 40 day challenge. So if you are interested in maybe leading a group, want to know about them, we'll have an interest meeting right after service next Sunday. Um, and if you can't make it to that, just reach out to us um, through one of these blue connect cards. These, these are what we call connect cards. I don't know if you, you, know, if you can get one there. And it helps you connect with us as a church. Um, you can send us a message and uh, ask any questions. I think there's one on the, t- on the chair. Yeah, every chair has one. So you have one of those. And so if you're not in a connect group, you can, you can jump on that, use the QR code, and, um, and get involved in a connect group. All right. The last thing is empower. And that's what we want to empower you to go and make disciples. Jesus said it this way. He said, wait, until before you go out and start doing what I've been teaching in these last three and a half years, you wait in Jerusalem and you'll get empowered. You'll get that new wine poured into you. The blessing of God in your life, the, the Spirit of God, according to His promise, that the Spirit of God would walk with us, live with us. And we want to empower you and so that's the last step in, in, in heading out before you, you head out. Um, I want to declare that over your lives today, that God is bringing new wine into your lives today. God has blessings for you far beyond where you are now. And even if you're in a moment where it feels like you're being crushed or pressed, God is going to turn that around. This is the, the power of the cross, the power of communion, the, what Jesus has done and His promise to us. And our deep prayer for you is that you would experience that new life, that new wine in your life this week. That you would experience the power of the Holy Spirit. That you would step into that covenant relationship with God. And be both a recipient as well as uh, a, a dispenser of God's blessing in your life. So I, I just speak a blessing over you now. Father, I pray each one here that they would experience you in a new way this week. And Father, I also pray for us as a church that you would reform us, reshape us, Lord, that we would be a new, new wineskins that could contain new wine poured out from you. That many would taste and see how good you are. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well. Thank you again for joining us today. We'll see you next week. May the presence of God, may the new wine go in you and flow through you to others this week. Thank you for listening. We pray this message spoke to you and built your faith. For more messages like this, visit our website at everynationtaipei.com. You can also send a prayer request and reach out to us anytime. God bless you. Till next time.